This episode is brought to you by HP. When you're working apart from your team, feeling connected can be a challenge. Presenting HP Presence, a more thoughtful, human collaboration technology. With enhanced audio and video features, you can experience more genuine collaboration and feel more connected. Be in the room, from any room, with HP Presence. Learn more at hp.com forward slash presence. What is up, everybody, and welcome to Studio de Hifre, where we have some cowboy things to talk about today, including questions from you guys, a mock draft from beat writers on The Athletic, uh, Pro Football Focus, my guy Moo, Moo, my guy Moo over there does this, uh, I don't know if he does it every year, but it's a really interesting draft study that he does on surplus value, which is basically just saying, uh, on average, if you pick a player to a certain position, how much value are you getting out of that? And he's updated it for this year, and so that's really interesting too. And it actually kind of goes along with the mock draft. So we'll get to the Cowboys 30 visit guys, who they're interested in in the draft. We'll get to questions from you guys. Um, somebody asked me, is there a comprehensive list for known 30 visits anywhere? Um, I'm not sure if there's one compiled yet, but here's the complete list. DeMarvin Leal, defensive lineman from Texas A&M. Kenyon Green, offensive guard, Texas A&M. Jalen Weidermeyer, tight end, Texas A&M. Traylon Burks, wide receiver, Arkansas. Chris Olave, wide receiver, Ohio State. And I saw somebody report Cade Otten, Washington tight end. But what I saw didn't confirm that he's a 30-physic guy. It confirmed that at some point in this process, he's had contact with the Cowboys in some way. So I wouldn't count him as a 30-physic yet. He could be, but I haven't seen that officially anywhere yet. Okay, so... It's cool because the mock draft lines up with the pro football focus surplus value conversation. And the whole point of it is what should you be picking early in an NFL draft or what should you be picking in different rounds? And what makes this challenging is you're also human and these are also football players, not a generic. Like uh, each player is who he is. He's not just position man. He's who he is. And so that's what makes it really interesting when you get into, say, a draft where elite quarterbacks now make $42 million a year, give or take, some more, some less. But yeah, $42 million bucks is what an elite quarterback makes. So if I can get decent to good quarterback play for $5 bucks, holy cow, that is value. Edge rushers, the best ones get $25 million a year. If I can get average to good production for $5 million bucks, holy cow! And then at the very bottom of it, center, tight end, running back, those positions don't make nearly as much. So if you draft one of those high, he better be one of the best in football immediately or you're getting no value out of the pick that you've made relative to, relative to the salary cap. So... With that said, on the Athletics mock draft, they had a beat writer for each NFL team pick for their team, which I think is better than any individual mock draft because you will get a semblance of what do these teams need, what are they thinking, unless the beat writers are butt. But I don't think most of the people who work for the Athletic are butt. Aiden Hutchinson goes number one, the Michigan pass rusher to Jacksonville. Kayvon Thibodeau goes number two, the Oregon edge rusher to the Lions. So edge rusher edge rusher, where the good ones make $25 million. So if these guys are any good, you're getting great value. Number three, edge rusher, Trayvon Walker, 
Georgia, huh, valuable position, top three picks. Icky Kwanu at NC State goes fourth to the Jets, which on the surplus value chart, offensive tackle is fifth. Where, or that's contract values, I guess. Uh, offensive tackle is one of the three best positions to pick early, according to the data. Edge rushers, wide receivers, offensive tackles. That's the top three in terms of bang for your buck. On average, that doesn't count quarterback. Quarterback's obviously number one. So yeah, our top three is pass rushers, wide receivers, offensive tackles. Four picks in, three pass rushers, offensive tackle. Number five, Giants, offensive tackle, Evan Neal, Alabama. Number six, Malik Willis, quarterback, Liberty, to the Carolina Panthers. Nothing but premier positions. Giants, Ahmad Gardner, Cincinnati, corner, premium position. Falcons would be your first, doesn't really fit the vibe of what is considered valuable, and you're betting on the uniqueness of a player. That's Kyle Hamilton, the Notre Dame safety, who is a freaking giant of a safety. Charles Cross, offensive tackle, Mississippi State to the Seahawks. Jets at 10, Garrett Wilson, wide receiver, Ohio State. So in the top 10, you have picked nine players that play premier positions and one safety who you're betting on, hey, I just think that he's a super badass and it'll be okay. Number 11, premier position. Drake London, wide receiver, USC. Vikings, Derek Stingley, corner, LSU. That is 11 of the 12 first picks play a premium position. We're doing smart stuff here. Texans, Trevor Penning, tackle, Northern Iowa. 12 of 13, premium positions. 14, Baltimore Ravens, Jermaine Johnson, the edge rusher out of Florida State, premium position. Eagles, 15, George Karloftis, edge, Purdue, Premium position. And then we go to Jordan Davis with the Eagles. I don't want to have to block Jordan Davis. Trent McDuffie, the Washington corner, goes 17. Chris Olave, Ohio State wide receiver, goes 18. Traylon Burks wide receiver goes 19 to the Eagles, which is, let's see, so that's 19. The only non-quarterback, receiver, edge rusher, corner is Jordan Davis and Kyle Hamilton. So those are the guys that you're betting, hey, he is special enough that he's going to be really kick-ass, and so there will be value anyway, even though it won't be that we're getting $20 million per year of value out of a guy who, you know, would make that on the open market. 20, Pittsburgh Steelers, Devontae Wyatt, defensive tackle, Georgia. 21, Zion Johnson, guard, Boston College. My guy, to the Patriots, lost him. Jameson Williams to the Packers at 22, Bama wide receiver. Andrew Booth to the Cardinals, Clemson corner. And then the Cowboys get on the clock, and it's our boy John Mashota who's making the pick, and John Mashota is going to pick Kenyon Green guard, Texas A&M. Now, when it comes to the value of a pick, guard is one of those positions because they don't make tackle money, because they don't make corner or edge rusher or wide receiver or quarterback money. Hell, they don't even make defensive tackle money. Uh, Actually, linebacker has passed guard. So when you're picking in the 20s, that becomes the balance. Do I want to pick premium position because I want to have the value that comes with that if the guy is anywhere decent or better? Or am I willing, because I'm picking 24th, 
to pick one of the best guys at a position and assume that I'm doing the right thing because I'm picking the really good player because everybody in front of me is chasing value with corners and edge rushers and receivers. And so now the position that is less important is falling into my lap. I'm at 24. Why not just not screw this up and pick a guy that's really going to help my football team for five years? And so Johnny Mishota is going with Kenyon Green, and it's hard for me to argue against that. The only other names I would throw in there, uh, we did have Traylon Burks go, right? He went. I would throw Nicobe Dean as a consideration, the linebacker out of Georgia, and I would throw Tyler Linderbaum, the Iowa center, as a consideration, and of course, Sky Moore. Forget Sky Moore. That's the rules there. I got to do that. So that's a mock draft from the Athletic. And if your team hasn't picked yet, here's the rest of the picks in the round: Bills, Brees Hall, running back, Iowa State. <laughs> Brees Hall's awesome. Just don't pick a running back in the first round. Christian Watson, wide receiver, North Dakota State to Tennessee. That's too early. Bernard Raymond, tackle, Central Michigan to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's also too early. But premier position, premier athlete. Devin Lloyd, linebacker, Utah to the Packers at 28. Uh, Arnold Ebicady, pass rusher Penn State to the Chiefs. Daxton Hill, safety slash nickel corner to the Chiefs. Uh, Green Bay, no, I'm sorry, Cincinnati, Kyler Gordon, cornerback Washington. Probably too early. And Detroit, Nicobe Dean, linebacker, Georgia. So that's the first round based on beat writers of NFL teams making the picks, which I think makes it pretty informed and makes it a good idea. Questions from the people. Uh, One guy actually tagged me in that Pro Football Focus article and said, please discuss and explain why drafting wide receiver is probably a smart move for Dallas and why Parsons should keep getting more edge snaps. Yes, playing the edge and rushing the passer is more valuable than playing linebacker, but Micah Parsons is also one of one in the league, so each week, whatever you think is going to impact the game the most, have him do it. The only thing I would say is make sure he rushes the passer a good amount, whether it's from the middle, whether it's from the edge, from wherever. Yes, rush the passer with Micah Parsons a bunch. And does drafting a wide receiver make sense? Sure, even at 24. Because elite wide receivers, $22 million is the average for an elite wide receiver and what they make. The guy who's picked 24th overall, I'll have to look it up, but it'll be 18 to $20 million less than what the premier wide receivers make. So there's value there in picking a wide receiver. You just have to have one on the board that you like. Because that's the part that can get ignored when you're doing data and numbers, which I'm a big fan of. I'm a supporter. I do the nerd stuff. I believe in it. But you're also watching the players. There will come a point where you say, right, but a premier edge makes $25 million a year and a guard makes $17 million a year. That's an $8 million difference. You should draft the edge player because they're infinitely more valuable. Well, I'm looking at my board and I'm being like, right, but I think that Kenyon Green can be an elite guard and the edge guys that I'm picking here aren't going to start for me and I'm not even betting they're going to turn into good NFL starter. So that's where you're battling value versus I'm picking the better player and we're going to be better at football because I picked the better player. And that's the battle of data versus scouting. Uh, Okay, so the next question was, which current cowboy would you least want to be slapped by? It would have been Lyle Collins. With him gone, I mean, if Tyron's healthy, he's got a lot of wingspan and can generate a lot of torque, so it's probably Tyron Smith. Um, 
Is there anybody else on the team that I think could outslap Tyron? No, I'll go Tyron. You ever see him when he's letting guys run upfield and he does the little whiplash move? He could generate a lot of power there. If CD and Gallup were in this draft, where would they rank among this year's group of wide receivers? Uh, CD would be number one, comfortably. Gallup would be for me one, two, three, four, six, somewhere around wide receiver eight or nine with a second round grade. Is probably where he would fit into that. Why is Kenyon Green seem to drop a bit in some mocks and draft analysis? He's always seemed to be a solid pick at 24 to me. I believe the reason that Kenyon Green is, quote, dropping, it's just the recency bias. What's going to happen is, depending on who you listen to, who you watch, a lot of guys go off of what they're told by other people. They're not telling you what they think about players. They're trying to make predictions. So, like, Mel Kuyper is trying to predict what's going to happen based on talking to people. That's not to say he doesn't watch the players, but otherwise these rankings wouldn't move. Daniel Jeremiah, uh, even Dane Brugler, like they talk to people and then you're going to move people around. My rankings aren't going to change because I'm not trying to predict where they're going to go. I'm just telling you what I think of the players. Uh, So for Kenyon Green, I think the fact that the only thing we've had since they played football that could really move people is all-star games like the Shrine game and the Senior Bowl, and then you've got the Combine. And at the Combine, the other top guard prospect, Zion Johnson, tested as an awesome athlete. Kenyon Green tested as an average athlete. And so now some people, myself included, will say, okay, I really, really liked them both. I kind of preferred Kenyon Green. Now I might kind of prefer Zion Johnson just because he has the edge in that measurable way. So... Yeah, Kenyon Green is a solid pick at 24. He might be my prediction for who they're going to pick at 24. And I got nothing wrong. I got no problems with that. Thomas wanted to know, is this team finally serious about the tight end position? Yeah. I mean, franchise tagging a guy and giving him 11 million bucks for a season is pretty serious. But have you heard a peep about Dalton Schultz getting a long-term deal? Because I haven't. Not a peep. I have seen that on their 30-visit list... Two of them are tight ends. A third guy is being reported as one, which I don't think is official at this point, but KDOT and the Washington tight end. I think that the tea leaves are telling us Dalton Schultz is going to play one more year with the Cowboys, and they're going to draft a guy in the third or fourth round to try to have become their cheap, productive tight end for the three years after that. That's what I think is about to happen. All right, that's what I got for you today, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for hanging out. Uh, Probably go live at some point later today, but leave in the comments here on this video whatever you want for the algorithm, but also questions that you might have that we can talk about later today. And remember, you have no idea what anybody's going through, so be cool to everyone. I love you. Bye.